you've got your Bible, Isaiah 61. My favorite verse, I think you all know that by now. And it says, the spirit of the sovereign, sovereign Lord is upon all of us. It doesn't actually say that. That's my interpretation because it is all of us. For the Lord has anointed all of us to bring good news to the poor. He has sent all of us to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners freed. That doesn't mean people necessarily in a cell. You can be a prisoner in your own life. Huh? He has sent us to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Are you aware that it's the time of the Lord's favor? Let's give a shout. Let's just honor the Lord in that and say, thank you, Lord. Your favor has come upon us and it will ever be upon us. You're not going to take that away. Lord, your favor is here forever. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I just want to pose a few questions, but encourage us this morning to be part of Isaiah 61. Are we poor and needy in our own lives? Am I poor and needy? Well, sometimes, but I'm working at it, you know, and God's ever with me. I haven't got it all together, but he's enabling me to move on and be used of him. So let's get all healed up, ready for the harvest. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. Let's not keep the same old things in our lives that stop us moving on. Are you able to comfort the brokenhearted? There's a question. Have you met any brokenhearted? Were you able to comfort them? Just put your hand up if you were able to comfort them. Or even if you'd like to be able to. Do you know, enable, to enable us to do that, we need to know the word of God. We need to know the words of Especially Jesus spoke a lot into these things, but the whole Bible obviously is important and tells us the way to go. Are you able to comfort not just with empathy and sympathy and going, oh, well, it'll be all right. I've had that. Oh, it'll be okay. No, no. We need to speak the word of God into people's lives because that's what brings freedom, isn't it? Ah, are we able to set the prisoners free? Freedom isn't doing what you like, you know. That can be rebellion. But freedom in our innermost parts to follow Christ. Eh? That's real freedom. Can I have an amen? Because if you keep sitting silent, I'll think you've gone to sleep and I'll get all beside myself. <laughs> Are you able to tell those in mourning that the time of the Lord's favor has come? Are you experiencing that favor in your own life? We can't impart that to others if we are not living in the good of it, eh? Amen. Thank you, Rachel. You keep saying amen. Yeah. So what are some of the words of Jesus? These are the words in red. I've read them all. I'm not saying I remember them all, <laughs> but I did read them all because I wanted to bring the ones that really I felt were right for this morning. So if you've got your Bible again, Matthew 5, 16. I think it's coming up. I hope it's coming up. By faith, it's coming up. Yes, by faith. It's there some. Anyway. 5.16. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise you, your heavenly Father. Isn't that what you want? I don't want them to praise me. I want our Heavenly Father, 
to become famous. I want people to know it's the Lord. So, can you ask in your own heart, are people praising God because of my good deeds? Are they? Could I just have a yes or a no or maybe or a whatever? <laughs> I hope they are. Matthew 5, 43, 44. Is that coming up? Probably. And I just want to ask, can we extend the hand of friendship to others, not only our friends? If you read Isaiah 61 and you really take that into your heart and your spirit and your life, then that's what we should be doing. If we just speak to our friends all the time who are already Christians, we're not going to do very much. But if we share the love of God, his heart, and his purpose for our lives with those who don't know him, there's the difference. Supernatural things can happen. Miracles can happen. Oh, we can be so encouraged by that as well. Matthew seven twelve. Are we doing to others what we would like them to do to us? Ah, are you? Good. Who said that? <laughs> One of us. <laughs> do you know, it's so important that we do do unto others. And we forget this in the world in which we live. You know, we're busy and sometimes stressed. And we're thinking, what, can, what have I got to do next? And we're looking at our lists. And we forget, let's do unto others as they would do unto us. I don't want anybody to put me down or to say negative things to me, really. I mean, they do, but and maybe I deserve them. But <laughs> that's beside the point. I want to be encouraged and affirmed, don't you? Don't you? Could you just do that now? Could you affirm the person next to you? Just tell them how great they are in Jesus, all of you. Hallelujah. And in that corner, can you just give Christina's mum a hug? Gregina, I think, is her name. She doesn't know anyone. She doesn't speak English. Do you know that's extending a hand, isn't it, to people we don't know? That now everybody finds that easy, but actually, in Jesus, we can all do that, and we should all be doing it. We should be looking out for the stranger amongst us, making them feel at home. How about Mark ten forty-five? Oh, well, okay, we'll go there. John thirteen. 34 and 35. Are we loving all men and women so that they would know that we're his disciples? That's what he says. He doesn't say they're going to know we're his disciples by uh, telling them off, condemning them, sorting out their problems when we've, you know, taken the speck out of their, their eye when we've got a great big dirty log in our own. <laughs> we need to show that we are children of Jesus. Are you a child of Christ this morning? Yeah. Well, some of us are. Wait a minute. I'll try that again. Are you a child of Christ this morning? Yeah. <laughs> I'm for the Lord. <laughs> I'm in his army. I'd love to sing Onward Christian Soldiers, but we're not going to. <laughs> because the young people would go, oh, dear me. <laughs> now, what one have you got next, Carol? Matthew 22, 37 to 38. I'm not reading them all out because you've got your own Bible. You can read it for yourself. But are you loving 
God? I'm sure you are. But are you loving your neighbor? <laughs> and who is your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? We live in a little um, cul-de-sac, and we've got a real little community. And I have to ask myself, am I serving them? When it snows, am I out there with a shovel, shoveling their snow? Because some of them are quite elderly. I send Brian. <laughs> We're from Scotland, and in Scotland, the men did the heavy work, <laughs> and actually still do. <laughs> it's a bit behind the times. Ooh, if you're a Scot here this morning, oh, John, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, ooh. Okay, the next one, Carol. Oh, Matthew 25. Well, I will read this, and can you look it up as well? Make sure it's in your Bible. We don't want to be preaching heresy here, do we? Matthew 25, 31 to 40. Oh, Lord, we love you so much. We just love you, Lord. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. Goats, I don't want to be a goat. Do you? We've heard about talking donkeys, orphan donkeys. I definitely don't want to be a goat. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom, prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And then the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When would we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are doing it to me. Isn't that lovely? That's so precious. Do you know when you reach out a hand to help someone in need, when you're just willing to speak to somebody in Tesco's or whatever supermarket you go to, when you're just willing to offer that hand of friendship, that just that touch that says you matter, you matter. You're important. We are doing it unto Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That's what I want to do. I want to be doing things for people, saying things that build them up and encourage them in their daily lives. Whether they be Christian or not, that's what we should be doing. That's what I want to do. Is it what you want to do? Three. Wait a minute. Let's try it again. Is that what you want to be doing? See, I like people shouting because I'm a noisy person myself. You hadn't noticed, I know. And if you're new this morning, you've probably not realized that, but I am. <laughs> and John Piper, I think many of us have heard of John Piper, yes? He was an author and he's written many books and he heads up Desiring God Ministries. What a wonderful title, Desiring God Ministries. And he said... When we cast fear to the wind, risking life and fortune 
I don't know about fortune because I haven't got one. But anyway, life and fortune in the cause of God's truth and love for other people, God is revealed. Is that what we want? Do we want God to be revealed? Or do we want to be in our own little world, doing our own little thing, you know, and it doesn't reach anybody really? So I'm taking that on board. And Henry Ward Becker, has anybody heard of him? Henry Ward Becker, anybody heard? No. He was a social reformer and... A bullish. Well, he was one of them. He he was one of them, an (laughs) abolitionist. He was one of them. (laughs) He abolished things. (laughs) Oh, I'm making myself laugh now. I'm going to hold my little car. You'll feel a bit better. (laughs) He said, compassion will cure more sins than condemnation. Isn't that the truth? I remember when I first came to Jesus, you know, I came from the world, really came from the world. And if, if I'd been condemned, I might never have come through and known Jesus and invited him into my life. But I met compassion. Wow. That's a wonder. Andy here met compassion. Have you met compassion in your life walking with the Lord? Aye. Let's give it away as well. Let's look for those who really need to know compassion and kindness in their lives. Luke 6, 36 says, Be merciful even as your father is merciful. I want him to be merciful to me. I need him to be merciful to me every day, I tell you. (laughs) Max Lucado said, I will be kind to the poor, for they are alone. Kind to the rich, for they are afraid. And kind to the unkind, for such is how God has treated me. Can you say that? Can you just turn to the person next to you and say, God has treated me so well. He's been so kind to me. Yeah? Praise God. Are you all doing that? Now, wait a minute till I have a look. <laughs> Mother Teresa, wasn't she somebody? What a woman. Met the queen with a darn in her sleeve of her cardigan. Oh, I thought that's wonderful. I can darn, can you? That's just an aside, really, but my father taught me. Used to put a mushroom up the sock and I could darn. I thought, no, not a real mushroom. It was a wooden one. (laughs) Most, you young people have no idea what that is, have you? Because... You don't have your socks mended now. You go in Marks and Spencers or wherever you go and buy some new ones. But in the world in which I grew up, my parents weren't very wealthy. And we had to darn socks and turn collars, can you believe? Just to take the collar off, unpick it, and put it back on the other way around. (laughs) I don't know why I'm telling you all that. It's just some of my many talents. (laughs) Useless information, really. (laughs) But Mother Teresa said, you see, no matter how she looked, what she said mattered. And that's so for all of us. Doesn't matter how we look, what we're dressed in, it's what's in here that matters. It's the insides that matter, isn't it? And she said, little things done with great love can change the world. Do we need our world changing? My goodness, don't we just? And love, you know, is the thing. We can do all sorts of things 
But the Bible says, the word of God says, if there's no love, you've got nothing, actually. Well, I don't want to be a nothing. I want to have love, compassion, kindness as part of my life. Do you? Well, you have, actually. I've got to say, all the people here, you've been such an encouragement to me personally. And I'm very grateful for that. So, where am I? Oh, we are. If the words of Jesus are not active and living in our lives, then there's a question. Whose words are? Whose words are? Are you listening to your friends or your enemies or anybody else for that matter? We need to have the words of Jesus in here. That will enable us to perform acts of kindness, won't it? Only the words of Jesus and other words, obviously, in the Bible. And looking to his example, we, will we be enabled to carry out the many acts of mercy and compassion and healing in Isaiah 61? I want to be an Isaiah 61 person. Do you? I want to be an Isaiah 61 person. Wouldn't that be different? Have it on your t-shirt. I am an Isaiah 61 person. I never did be going, what on earth is that? So he helps us and aids us in our weakness. He encourages us. I want you to be encouraged this morning. You're an amazing people. You have got amazing hearts. You've been restored and forgiven, and it shows on your face. And I am so blessed to be worshiping with every one of you this morning. You're my family. I don't have family in Northampton. You are my family. I have blood family, obviously, but you are my family. And I want to treat you well because you treat me well. And he is always faithful to us. So the last question, what is there to fear? Nothing. Could we just give a loud shout, nothing? Nothing! God loves us. Woo! So I'm going to ask Alison now to come. She's going to come and sing a song that she'd written that actually um, talks about all of these issues. And we just want to listen. That was a secret, and I'm not telling you what it was. <laughs> You're all wondering what she came up and whispered, and I'm not telling you, because it's a secret. Just before um, I sing it, I just want to share a bit of a testimony that really reflects in many ways the heart of what Alison's been sharing with us. And um, God's been stirring in my heart for some time, particularly around that scripture. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was naked and you clothed me. And um, I've just felt this real compassion stirring in me that I, I want to be Jesus. And um, I was in this place of saying, but God, sometimes all the cares of the stuff that I have to do in my daily life is just so much. And I mean, many of you know me that, you know, 
I haven't had the breakthrough and healing that I know God can do in my life and I live with physical pain often. And I was just having a real heart-to-heart moment with God. Saying, God, I want to do all this stuff. I want to he- I want to be the person that reaches out to the brokenhearted. I want to be the person that opens my arm and feeds the hungry. I want to do all this stuff for you. But God, I just if you just fix all the other stuff, I can do it then. That's where I was. I was literally saying, but God, I can't do it where I am. You're going to have to do something. And I just started to play the piano. And that's normally, as Jesse and others will relate to very often, when you go through tough times, God can outwork it when that's your heart. And that's and this song just came. And I just felt, rather than just sing at you so that you understood, that it came from a place of me saying, God, this is me. And I've had so many tears. And Nick spoke last week, didn't it, or the other week, about every one of our tears being in a bottle. And this comes from two places. One, that heart of knowing that I am secure, loved, child of God, just as I am. And that it doesn't matter about the rest of the stuff and the circumstances. He can use me. But also it comes from a place of saying to others, none of your tears are unnoticed. He loves you. You are the apple of his eye. And it doesn't matter what circumstance is in your life right now. He can use you to comfort those who mourn, to feed the hungry, to quench the thirsty, to be the life of Jesus. And that's what I want to be. And I'm very, I'm very, I've been a Christian for years and I feel very inadequate. But it's in that place that God can come and use us. So I just want to encourage you. Is that all right, um, Alison? This world you will have trouble, but God says, Do not fear, I have overcome the world. There are times that you'll feel lonely, but God says, Fear not, for I am always with you. I'm always with you. And there is no tear that goes unnoticed. There is no pain that heaven does not know. There is no loss where the Father hasn't heard your cry. For you are the apple of his eye. And he cares for you. Sometimes you'll feel your heart is breaking, but God says, I came to heal the brokenhearted. The cares of this life may overwhelm you, but God says, cast all your cares on me, for I care for you, I care for you. And there is no tear that goes unnoticed. There is no pain 
Just take a moment, let that sink. Eh? You're the apple of his eye. No matter what you're going through, where you're at, you're the apple of his eye. And I'd go as far as to say from Isaiah 61, that in doing these things, we will see, in heal, help heal the brokenhearted, setting prisoners free. And many of us were set free at the weekend at the Father Heart Conference from mother wounds, father wounds, any wounds really. <laughs> And God's still in that business now. That's what he wants to do this morning. And if you want to see miracles and the supernatural, I got to tell you, we need to do the things Jesus has asked us to do. They won't come outside of kindness and compassion and love and mercy. I don't believe they will. Maybe they do sometimes, but I would question that. Because if that's not in our hearts and it's not coming out of a heart filled with grace, love and compassion, <laughs> then why would God do that? Because that's his heart. So we're going to continue in worship. If Phil would come back up, please. And that was beautiful, Ali. Let's give Ali. That was lovely. <laughs> and yes, that song's been written out of our own pain, but the main thing in that song is she's moving on with God, uh, his healing. His grace and mercy are there for us, as it is for all of us. So we're going to have a ministry team come out here. And if you want to move in Isaiah 61 in a new way, if you uh, identify with the song that Ali was singing, 
Or if you just want to be free from maybe some wounds that have held you back all your life, mother wounds, father wounds, friends wounds, they can be any wounds you like, really. There's all sorts of wounds. Then come out and let someone pray with you. Put an arm around you, affirm you, encourage you. Bring the gold out. We want to bring the gold out, don't we, in one another. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Let's give ourselves a little bit of a shake. We've been sitting quite a while listening to me. <laughs> Praise God. Where's Phil? He's coming. Oh, here he is. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Isn't God good? Isn't he amazing? And you know, the older I get, the more I realize how amazing he is. And the more I realize how little I know. <laughs> I used to think I knew everything, as most young people do. Don't tell me what to do, I know it all. But I tell you, the older they get, the more you'll realize you know nothing. <laughs> it's all about him and a journey. We're all on the same journey together. Oh, Lord, I love you so much. Just love you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Say to the person next to you, he's a good God. Hey, God is good. Wow. And he's good all the time. There are never times when God is not good. And there are never times when God does not love you. Whether you're young, old, or in between. Hallelujah. <laughs> 